0: W-B-N-E. Uh, howdy, Yucks. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. And boy, oh boy, do I love our patrons. I, we want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. We want to make more podcasts for you, for your friends, for your loved ones, for your mom, for her friends, for her loved ones, for her mom. This is for Bacon friends. and Eggs, the podcast your mom's friends will love. <laughs> welcome back to to wine and crime with ty and ethan we're, today we're talking about jeffrey Dahmer. that's the only crime i do actually I have
1: wine i don't have any crime but i do have some wine
0: I, I have no crime whatsoever uh but but uh we can't do this alone if you enjoy this episode and you want more bacon and eggs head over to our patreon page patreon.com slash bacon and eggs we have this not new but like i think it's a hundred dollars a month tier i definitely don't recommend it unless it is absolutely not a problem for you to do that but if you do do it then you get like custom merch every three months and when i say custom merch i mean like custom merch like custom custom merch like we'll invent a hockey team and design a jersey just for you unless you don't like hockey in which case you probably wouldn't like that very much Uh, Uh, You can do that. Hey, Tyler, everybody likes hockey jerseys. That's true. Hockey jerseys are awesome. And if they don't like hockey jerseys, they like the hockey jersey hoodies.
1: Oh, yeah. Because those are superiorly comfortable.
0: Yeah, and they've got the big opening with the laces. Right, right, right.
1: Because because normal hoodie, it's like it's too much neck. And then with the hockey
0: hoodie, it's like, oh, it's just a neck
1: relief. But everything else is exactly the same.
0: Yeah. And I can show you my chest tears if we do it that way. All five you you get all sorts of other bonuses with that, like monthly hangouts and unedited episodes and bonus content. There's all sorts of great stuff. If it's just check it out just like give me a little serotonin boost and visit our webpage so that i can feel like i'm doing something with my life uh but we could really use your help to make the podcast the best it can possibly be and if you can support us that's superty duperty if not thank you so much for listening anyway you're so cool tweet at me please i need friends please anyway thank you for donating thank you even more for listening <laughs> Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're going fast. Because if you ain't first, you're last. So shake
1: and bake. Because today we're bringing you Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Mm. I'm going to have to make a conscious effort not to spend the whole episode in that
0: accent. I know. That was the craziest thing. It was like, I was reading it. I was like, oh, I should do like the NASCAR accent. Because you can't, you can't say,
1: you can't say the name of the, the racetrack, the name of the movie without the NASCAR accent. You're sitting there like... Yes, yeah, so let's watch the race. at Talladega. Tal- it's Talladega.
0: Tal- Talladega. and Common.
1: Anyway, Talladega Nights. Um, oh, I did not do the how many days ago or the days that it was released.
0: Oh, well, while you're grabbing that, I will tell you, listener, that it was directed by Adam McKay, it had a $75 million budget, made $163 million worldwide, got a 71% critic rating and a 73% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 66% on Metacritic. This movie came out on August 4th, 2006, which was... Math, 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 math. Five thousand ninety-three days ago. I, either- Okay, so you have a negative review here. Let's go ahead and knock that out of the way.
1: I have a negative review here from David Edwards of the Daily Mirror, which is a UK publication. Publication? Publication is the word I was looking Not population. Publication. And if there's anybody I expect to not get this movie, it's the United
0: Kingdom. Um, right. <laughs> but David Edwards from the Can Daily you Mirror. imagine? Can you imagine trying to explain NASCAR to non-Americans?
1: I would actually like to spend a, a non-zero amount of this episode explaining uh, NASCAR to Europeans. Um,
0: uh, you know, I, I actually want to talk about NASCAR as a as an art form, so let's get to it.
1: Uh, you can talk about NASCAR as, as an art form. I'm going to mount a defense of NASCAR as a sport to the rest of the world. But, that's what I
0: meant. Um, that's, cool. that's what so I was referring David to. So David
1: Edwards of the, U- the Daily Mirror says, Some, sorry, Some of the jokes here are funny, most are not. Well, the characters are simply too silly to make us give two oots about them. Worse, the movie collapses under the weight of a ton of syrup in the second half.
0: A ton of what in the second half? Syrup. Is he from... Where is he from if he talks like this? Like Sussex?
1: Uh, He's from uh, 17 Cherry Tree Lane. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's the, the, the Cockney accent, right?
0: I don't know. Someone seen London. Mary Poppins so it's, it's, and that it's, was bad. It's
1: uh it's like lower class people in London in a certain time period. Not quite all the way to like the Camden accent that Exey Unwin from uh from
0: uh Kingsman no, would have. Exy's accent is so cool though. You yeah. sitting
1: sit up there in your ivory tower.
0: Ah, oh, so good. Uh okay. So let me read you a review from Juan Luis Caviaro from uh February fourteenth, two thousand twenty. So on Valentine's Day, this dude is like, man, you know what I'm want to watch i'm gonna watch a movie about two best friends and they marry the same woman uh and he says we are facing an attractive comedy fresh and summery with memorable moments full review in spanish ricky Bobby, ricky Bobby. <laughs> so okay i want to talk about nascar real quick before we get into like everything else watching this movie made me want to be like a real deal nascar fan more than anything else i was like i was literally watching it and i was like we could have a podcast called the Pit Stop. We just talk NASCAR and we like go to races with like a really so, nice road, a really nice like portable recorder, and we get this the stadium sounds and we talk NASCAR. You you
1: have like pitched you this idea to me before, to and I was like, "This is a garbage idea." And now I'm I'm sitting here today after watching this movie, like, "Let's do it." Like, right? Why have we not done this already? Why are we not NASCAR? So, ta- so but m- let's let's give a little bit that little bit of background on the Our relationship sport with
0: NASCAR or the sport itself,
1: both. A little bit of our relationship. So Tyler and I live about um, an hour and a half, maybe two hours from where NASCAR first began down in uh, Northern North Carolina. And we also live like a flat hour door to door from the Martinsville racetrack.
0: Yeah. And there's another one like Bristol, right? Bristol's going to take you four and a half hours, bud. I know. I know it's far, but it's like, I mean, that's the same as going to like a Redskins game, basically. I mean, yeah, but there's also a track in Richmond. Okay. So, so that's the thing. We are like, this is
1: the professional sport we have the most access to. Is you can get to Charlotte, Richmond. I believe there's one somewhere in Maryland, like quicker than you get to Bristol. So yeah, we live in a good hub for it. I'm just saying like, it's it's, it's, it's Bristol's one of those things that people down here take pride in. But like, it's not here. It's it's Tennessee. Like nobody lives in Bristol, Virginia, right? Which it is a city that's like on the border, but like it for Virginia, it's in the middle of nowhere. And for Tennessee, it's in the middle of nowhere, but it is a city that's like 95% in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, cause like if you keep going down 81, you'll eventually get to Bristol, but it takes a long time.
0: Yeah. Gosh. And there's so many trucks, so many trucks, so Full many trucks, NASCAR vehicles.
1: Yeah. Have you ever met a NASCAR driver? Uh, you know,
0: I was thinking about this. I was going to say you're the kid. So
1: you're the child of the the news guy, right? You have to have yes. met a NASCAR driver.
0: I, I don't know that I have. So NASCAR was really big in our house and Jonathan is older than I am. And we were like old enough to be, I was like the young end of our like NASCAR phase growing up and we were old enough to have like a favorite driver and i like dale senior jonathan like rusty wallace and ben like jeff gordon or maybe ben hated jeff gordon rusty wallace is the man rusty wallace was the man totally good favorite driver choice uh and then when dale senior passed i think like I mean, I obviously had no idea what was going on anyway. To this day, I have no idea how the point system works. I really don't know even how to watch a race, but I do enjoy when the race is on the television. But I don't know, like, the rules of the race. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they lap each other, and then it gets confusing. It's very hard to keep track of, like, 40 cars that drive 500 Correct. laps. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so uh, the, points, the point system is fairly simple. You get a number of points for how well you compete. This is this is all racing leagues are the same way. You get a number of points based on how well you can uh, how well you do in each race. It's like you can win the NASCAR Cup Series without ever winning a race.
0: Yeah, that's like the Lance Armstrong thing. But he has the best I mean best no. Time.
1: That is the, the strict opposite of the Lance Armstrong thing.
0: But he never wins a stage and he'll win the tour. Lance won a lot of stages. Right, but there are you can you can never win a stage and win the tour. De Correct.
1: France. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like Lance Armstrong is a bad. Lance Armstrong won by hours.
0: Yeah. Lance Armstrong could have
1: kept all of his blood where it belonged, and still won by hours. That's why I'm, I'm still pro Lance Armstrong. It's like,
0: yeah, sure, he cheated. He didn't need to cheat. Okay, they also, like, when they talk about the Lance Armstrong era of cycling, it's like, if they- It's the steroid out era in baseball. It's cheating, the exact same thing. Right. If they took out everybody that was blood doping, like, the guy who would have won came in, like, 20th. over hundredth yeah, place. Yeah. yeah like,
1: well, and, and that's <laughs> the thing is, it's Floyd Landis, the guy that won the year after Lance won his last race, the other American also was convicted of that yeah so (laughs) it was like i I mean i lance armstrong is an
0: american hero you can't they vacated seven of
1: lance's championships right but like it was it was like 10 that were vacated like more than 10 it was like three on the front and four on the back of lance armstrong that were vacated yeah it's the same it's it's like the same thing in baseball is there's a million people who come out and been like everybody was on steroids when barry bonds was on steroids
0: right but the thing with okay steroids are like a Let's talk sports real quick. steroids are like a chemical that you inject and it like makes you terrible and makes you want to kill people. Yes, let's let's run
1: blood doping back for a second. Blood doping is when you you you, you you take your. Uh,
0: Adrenaline filled blood, adrenaline out, filled
1: blood out, and then, and then, put, then put it, it back, back
0: into you before you race. Which I think is fine. It seems dangerous, but like as long as you have a doctor, like whatever. But it does. The thing is, it's it's your blood. It is your own blood. Yeah, I think there are some more nuances to that than than what we just said. But that is like the the long and short of it, right?
1: Because like anabolic steroids aren't really going to help you in cycling. They're going to hurt you.
0: Yeah, you are going to weigh a lot. You are going to
1: weigh a lot, and you are going to be like you are not going to be good at aerobic activities. Right,
0: you are going to be good at.
1: Lift thing. Yeah, you're going to be good at picking up heavy things. Anyway, so NASCAR, right? Like, NASCAR is a thing around here. I have met three nascar drivers in my life
0: oh right, so let me let me finish my yeah. story before we get to the three you met uh, after dale senior died i was like personally no longer really interested in the sport and then from there i think jonathan went and like got a press pass and did the uh like pit tours before one or two races and then uh nascar just sort of like faded from our interest uh but since then I liked Dale Jr. when he drove. I didn't, like, again, I didn't track it at all. Um, And now I couldn't tell you any drivers.
1: Yeah, somewhere there is a picture of me and Bobby Labonte. Me, when I was, like... Bobby Labonte, Seven. what a Bonnie name. Le Bobby drove the 18 Interstate Batteries car. Yes. And my dad took me to meet Bobby Labonte outside of Fisher Auto Parts on Williamson Road in like 1999 or 2000 or something like that. The year yes. that he won, whatever year he won the cup. Yes. Because what my dad, a... my dad didn't give a hoot about NASCAR, but he was like, he grew up in New York, right? So like he would see professional athletes all around.
0: That's so cool.
1: Because like my dad was very young when the Dodgers moved, but he still remembers like growing up a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. Um, That's wild. Yeah. he dad, dad was old as hell. He was born in 52.
0: Have you listened to the 99PI about the Brooklyn Dodgers? I have. So good. Um,
1: at, yeah, facts. Go listen to the 99% Invisible about the Brooklyn Dodgers. And every 99% Invisible episode, I highly recommend the one about the squirrels in Central Park.
0: Oh, I haven't listened to that one. It's
1: fascinating. Um, I think that was the first one I listened to like after we got back from PodCon, and I was oh, like, man. oh, I've seen Roman Mars in the in person now. And that was like the one that came out that week. Uh, anyway.
0: I love Roman Mars. Anyway,
1: so my dad was like, "Any," because the, the drivers would just come hang out here, because Roanoke is the big a city. Martinsville isn't really a city. Right? There's there's nothing in Martinsville. So like the the drivers would stay here and like during race week, they would would buy out the Hotel Roanoke and like stay here and like do things. And so I have met Rusty Wallace, Richard Petty.
0: Richard Petty. That's a good that's a good Richard catch. Petty was not driving when I met him. He's just there as the owner. So here's the thing about meeting NASCAR drivers and why you don't, like, notice it ever in Roanoke is, if you're not a NASCAR person... They look like, like everybody that lives here. Right. In 1996, when Jeff Gordon started driving, he was like... It was like, oh, he's way too pretty to drive Oh, yeah. NASCAR. Jeff Gordon was
1: the hot driver. <laughs> right.
0: Jeff if you Gordon, look at a picture Jeff of, Gordon, Jeff Gordon,
1: of Jeff Gordon... So, so prior to Jeff he Gordon... He looks like
0: a decently handsome Papa John.
1: Yeah. Jeff. Uh, <laughs> prior to Jeff Gordon, everybody... And Dale Jr. to some extent. But everybody... Dale,
0: Jr. was recognizable, yep.
1: Everybody who drove NASCAR looked like your uncle from Mississippi that's, that did too much chew.
0: That also drove NASCAR. That also it's drove surprise. NASCAR. Surprise, you have an uncle who's a NASCAR driver you, and you didn't even you know. You
1: probably do. <laughs> Which is why... Uh, so, so this was wild. When the whole... Um, and we'll get back to Talladega Knights eventually, maybe. No, but this is an important conversation I can talk, to so spur I can off of Talladega so this, was, this was the interesting thing when the whole thing went down with Bubba Wallace. If you tell me that there's a driver in NASCAR named Bubba Wallace, I know exactly what that dude looks like. And he is not an extremely hot black
0: man. No, I know, right? Because when I saw a picture of Bubba Wallace. Wallace?
1: They, were like, they were like NASCAR's black driver, Bubba Wallace, and showed a picture of him. And I was like, this dude is really good looking.
0: You picture uh, uh, more chew tobacco Driven Bubba Watson. That's what I did.
1: Yes. Well, so no, I pictured a guy that looked approximately like Rusty Wallace. I figured he was one of Rusty Wallace's kids.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Um,
1: Now, obviously, this is the the drivers have been getting younger and more handsome and better at the sport. Uh, Like, I mean, Danica Patrick was a NASCAR driver, and she's a woman and beautiful yes um very true anyway so i would like to tell you listeners so there's a lot of people out here right now they're like oh they're just talking about nascar we have a lot of fans uh people listen to the show listeners in the united kingdom the european union and other places that are sitting here like well i don't really care about nascar we have formula formula
0: one is great listen there's god's love is big enough for both
1: let me tell you about juan pablo montoya okay he is i believe a brazilian driver
0: is this who Jean Girard was supposed to be like mocking? No, so I think I okay. think
1: Montoya changed after this movie came out. Okay, um, so this Juan Pablo Montoya was a very good Formula One driver. Now, don't get me wrong, Formula One is the most boring sport in human existence formula by, one is or nascar yeah, formula one okay. by far yeah, the yeah. most boring sport in human existence it's all about like who can make the best car which is cool it's a competition formula one will eventually be taken over by robots and not human drivers i'm 100 convinced of this so like this is the the race where like you qualify and then the person who qualifies wins because he never gets passed right ever and like you're not allowed to touch cars it's all about the manufacturer it's all so that's the, the nascar stock car racing right like you drive a chevrolet uh I, I guess at this point it's a malibu
0: no i don't think it is uh i'll, I'll look it up you can Keep talking.
1: Anyway, Juan well, Paulo Montoya is a, I believe, Brazilian Formula One driver, and he's out there doing well in Formula One. I mean, nobody really like crushes Formula One. Like, you win five races in a season, then you're you're like good. That's the win. Um, just because like certain cars are built better for certain tracks. And he's like, you know what, I need more of a challenge and comes over to race in NASCAR and gets absolutely dusted for years. He's just like, and he comes out and he's like, hey, I came over from the one, NASCAR is way harder. That is a person driving a car. There's no driver assists. There's no traction oh, there's control. Nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. That nothing. is you with a car that still runs on a carburetor.
0: Yeah. There's. So that's the thing with NASCAR. Is even like if you've watched NASCAR and if you've ever seen, uh, if you've never watched NASCAR, every so often they'll show this shot of like flaps on the roof going yeah. up. That is an entirely mechanical process. Like it only happens because the, the car had. Yeah. No, there's no button. What it, do you mean? It, well, maybe there's a button, but like what I'm saying is there's no computer telling the car to like put those flaps up. It oh, is right. like you turn and the wind hit the flaps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, they no, go that, up yeah, to, to increase you. drag. Right. Uh, the there's... current cars in NASCAR are a Camaro ZL1, a Mustang, Camaro. and a Camry.
1: Yeah, the Toyota Camry is a race car, which is wild. So the idea of a stock car is like you can only use, you have to build your car based on the current like model of car
0: that is out and and you can take things away
1: yeah well you have to take things away because you can't have traction control or fuel injection
0: no i know but i mean you can take things like for weight like you can take the internals
1: uh, i mean the the interior is completely different but it is like it is stock car racing so the the idea is that it's all about the driver because everybody is the same car right like every, theoretically, every NASCAR car will go the same speed.
0: Yes. And it is all about the driver. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. It's all about the driver. And, and there's, there's wrecks and they hit each other and everybody's like, well, it's not that hard. They just turn left. And I'm like, okay, but it is that hard. I can't, let
0: me tell you, let me tell you one thing right now. The car,
1: cause at here's the thing at 190 miles an hour, the car don't want to go left.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, At speed. I could not drive a NASCAR track by myself. Much less with like forty other cars. Yeah, bumper to freaking bumper.
1: Like I promise you, you go out on the highway and you get above eighty miles an hour, your car's gonna start to get squirrely. Yeah, like you're gonna have a hard time maintaining control over it. Okay, now add a hundred miles an hour on that right. and hit a turn, <laughs> and, and it's don't like don't a lose pretty speed. sharp turn. Uh, yeah, a fairly, especially at at, 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 um, at Martinsville.
0: Which is a tiny track. Yeah, Martinsville
1: yeah. is a tiny track, half a mile, shaped like a paperclip. Yeah. It is the second shortest track behind Bristol. Oh, I didn't know that. But Bristol is like just a, a bull,
0: basically. So they drive on a slant. You're
1: never turning, you're never going straight at Bristol. Yeah. Bristol Martinsville is like straight, hard left, straight, hard left. Bristol, you're just going around.
0: Anyway, I really want to get into NASCAR. I'm down. Oh, there's a thing that they do in this movie where they, they lift the hood of their NASCAR. That's not possible. They yeah, don't have like, they don't have hood flaps. Yeah, not all... A solid piece shell? No. Oh, I would have thought you got to have a
1: hood because you got to be able to rip that thing off and and
0: fix something. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Also,
1: I think you have to have a hood because I think that has to be like you have to have a hood and a trunk because that's part of the stock car thing.
0: That's, you're right. That makes more sense.
1: It's like I think Toyota legally has to sell a two door Camry because of NASCAR.
0: Oh, that's cool. Like
1: I think if you want to, you can get a two door two door Toyota Camry. Uh, you don't want to. No, you don't, dear listener. Camaro makes sense. Yeah, that that tracks. But usually, usually it's like for Chevy, it's the most boring thing. You you can think of like the Chevy Lumina was a, a NASCAR car. Yeah, and the Chevy Lumina, I, the Chevy Lumina is the most boring car you've ever seen in your life.
0: So you can't drive a Dodge. That's what's confusing. I guess they're like there's no stock with Dodge. Is there not they're a Dodge? So. There's a Mustang, a Camaro, and a. Camry is the only. Oh, it's
1: thing I'm Mustangs seeing. now.
0: Yeah, that's recent. That uh, was 2019, anyway.
1: It was Tauruses for a long time.
0: Yeah, they were awful. And Monte Carlos before that.
1: Oh, Monte Carlos are cool, man. I would still drive a. Um, I would drive a mid 90s Monte Carlo right now.
0: Oh, well, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Camaro makes sense. Mustang makes sense. But that's that's so that's the thing. It was it was the Chevrolet Monte Carlo before that was the Lumina, or after that it was the Lumina. Between that, yeah, it was a Monte Carlo on both ends. Um, it was like I think it was the Dodge. It might have been the Neon. Legitimately,
0: what is their full? size A
1: charger, charger. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not a charger, but Dodge just might not have a contract right now. Well, the, the charger also only comes in four door because the cops. Mm. I mean, the Camry only comes in four door. That's true. You can't go know. to Haley Toyota and get a two door Camry.
0: Oh, there's a whole website that's got everything. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sure there is, but it's not. Yeah, no, they,
1: they definitely used to be Dodges. Um, might have been the Stratus. Uh, so, uh, so this is the weird thing is I used to be I used to be really into NASCAR in like no no sorry I was not really into NASCAR. I have always loved the uh, NASCAR video games.
0: I I was actually thinking about that while I was talking to you about this. I was like, I would like to purchase whatever the most recent NASCAR start, game
1: is. I think they stopped making them. A while back. Um, I don't think they exist anymore. EA used to have really good ones. And that was like, that was where EA would demo the like, not demo, but where they would pilot their like story mode ideas. Oh, that's cool. Because I remember in NASCAR NASCAR Chase for the Cup 2005, you could beat the (laughs) shirt out of Jeff Gordon, like as your character. (laughs) Like you would fight Jeff Gordon.
0: Okay. So EA has lost it. It looks like EA to lost it in 2008. Yeah. Currently most recent game is called NASCAR Heat 5.
1: Yeah. If it's not EA or 2K, it's a bad game. Turns out.
0: I, well, you might be right, which is weird because in all other genres, EA makes garbage. No, they don't. They make the best sports. Well, I mean, so so NBA 2K
1: is the best sports game by far.
0: No, no, no. Other genres, not other sports like, like Star Wars Oh,
1: yeah. Games. No, no, no. But like EA Sports crushes. I mean, people can yeah. talk. You can talk about Madden all you want, but like there's not ever been a better football game.
0: Madden's awesome.
1: Yeah, Madden's awesome. Um... EA just goes for straight simulation. Like, it's it's cool. Although, NBA 2K deserved to win. They made... their NBA 2K was better than 2K Live. I mean, than uh, EA NBA Live ever was.
0: I have never been a big fan of the basketball games. because I'm not a huge basketball I'm not a guy. huge...
1: Ba- Dude, see, here's the thing. I'm not a huge basketball fan. I love 2K.
0: You know what's weird? I feel the same way about FIFA. So, I feel like there's not much I can say. Like, I... I I've will been playing say that like, oh yeah. I'm I by love- no
1: means a baseball fan. I, I I like to like baseball, but like I love uh MLB the show, that series.
0: Yeah. Baseball games, it's just timing, right? It's timing a jump only instead of a jump, it's hitting a ball. It's hitting a
1: ball, yeah. Um, I also like baseball because like it's the Madden principle, but amplified. So like if I go play like a like a road to the show mode is what they call it. It's like your single player mode, the the where you play a person. Mm-hmm. Um I can knock out 20 games in 30 minutes. How? Because you're only playing the 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 plays that oh, your player's you involved bat. in. You're only playing, yeah, yeah when you're a bat, and then it gives you like six or seven, you know, in the field moments. So I like, see. I can finish 20 games and really feel like I did something and like make a dent on the season in the time it takes me to play like one or two games in Madden.
0: But at the same time, one or two games in Madden is the same, about so, but that's as far what I'm saying, is it's not like, the season.
1: But it, it just, it is slightly more rewarding because it's more things. Do
0: you ever get we fr- Okay. We're, I want to talk about Talladega Nights in just a minute, but do you ever get frustrated when you play Madden or FIFA or MLB The Show and you're like, I, I need to sim a few games because I want to get to week 12 or whatever and your team that is like absolutely stacked loses a game for no reason I don't
1: ever sim anything because the computer does not respect me <laughs>
0: we used to sim games in uh fifa is the the best example of this because if you're doing like a career mode there will be games that like if you're like 10 points ahead there are games that you can afford to lose
1: well so and that's and, the thing is we played the we played the uh the
0: team mode with fifa yeah we, we played manager
1: right and, and so in in football The perfect season is achievable, right? So like, I want to have a perfect season.
0: Yeah, I want to go 18 and 0. So like, I'm
1: never going to sacrifice. I'm never going to sim a game in Madden. I'll sim games in FIFA. And if I was playing full team, I would sim games in NBA or MLB. But if it's my character, my single person at stake, I'm not going to sim anything because they will will mess up my stats.
0: Yeah, they will.
1: Because my stats are better than what the computer can come up with. I promise you.
0: Well, duh. I get into the game and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to win now.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't play games like that on hard mode at all. Like I don't understand. No, I people. like to. Win. <laughs> oh, oh. So back to back to NASCAR games, real quick. The, I think it was NASCAR. Two, it was probably 2008. I guess if VA lost the title, that was the last one I had because it was when I had it was on the 360, and I had Xbox Live, and I used to play that game um, on Xbox Live, and it, it was wild because you would get the nerdiest people playing that game because it was all like you could figure out like the math of it and make your car better. You yeah, could, you could adjust your your trim and like the shim on the wheels and whatever and like make your car better. And I would get crushed yeah, by and these, be no these total nerd types. Like I expected to log on a NASCAR and have everybody be just like, yeah, but I'm going to go in there and play that in your media on the internet. And they were all just like, hi, um, so you really just need to adjust the internal trim of your left wheel and that'll really make your car faster. And I was like, was that? what
0: is happening? I don't want to adjust the internal. Anyway,
1: let's talk about Talladega Nights, the Will Ferrell movie that we came to talk about.
0: Okay. So I think i I've, I've reached a stage in our film reviewing, Ethan, and it's not a stage I like. It is a stage I want to move past uh and be like over um, and that stage is this i don't think that i like silly comedies right now like i was watching this movie and the funny moments would happen and i would like force myself to be like <laughs> yeah same same 100 <laughs> and i like i want this feeling of forcing it to go away because this movie is genuinely hilarious the phone calls between cal and will uh, and uh ricky are the funniest thing oh, ever. Genuinely. all of a sudden he's like Yeah, man, that sounds... No way, man, I hate you. God, that's so funny. It, it, like... (laughs) Yeah. All I, the I, jokes are so good. So this is, this is as cold
1: as I've ever been on this movie. I wouldn't say I'm cold on this movie necessarily, but this is the coldest I've ever been on this movie. Cause like when I saw this in theaters in 2006, I was 13 years old. Yeah.
0: And it was the best and thing ever. And this was ever. the
1: best movie ever made, right? Like I saw whatever, two years later or whatever it was when uh, Blades of Glory came out and I was like, this movie sucks. It's no Talladega
0: Nights. Will right. Ferrell
1: let me down. Like and, I would uh, I would have fought for a long time to say that this was better than Anchorman. And I don't think that's true anymore.
0: I, I think you'd be disappointed to review Anchorman. Man.
1: I'm scared to review Anchorman. So I haven't seen Talladega Nights in a long time. I certainly haven't seen it since I started the podcast.
0: I like the uh the ads that he does. I still yes, think those are. Those are, are hilarious. still funny.
1: There's still plenty of moments where I, I laughed out loud, for sure. But not as many as I used to. There, it's a diminishing
0: returns thing. For uh, yeah, sure. the
1: older I get, the more that I just don't like these goofy comedies. And the reason I used to like Will Ferrell comedies, more so than most of them, is that there's very little. Um, secondhand embarrassment or anxiety involved in Will Ferrell comedies. That's not true for old school. That is not true for old school, yes. Um, Old school, I've never really been into. Old school came out before I was, like, allowed to
0: watch these movies. Old school, like, old school Talladega Nights. I was allowed to watch Talladega Nights before old school. The same, because Talladega Nights came out when I was 13. No, I get that, but, like... Even at 13, old school had content in it that I wasn't allowed to watch that was not in. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't
1: think my parents would have stopped me from watching old school. I just don't think I watched old school. Well, that's fair. Old school was 2003? Yeah, 2003. So that was the year before Anchorman. No way. Yeah. So really? Like- So I didn't see, this was probably the first Will Ferrell movie that I like paid attention to.
0: That's so weird because I felt like. Maybe
1: Zoolander? No, he's not in Zoolander. Yes, he is. He is? Yeah. He's uh, Mugatu. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Night of the Roxbury though. Will Ferrell's not in the Night of the Roxbury, is he?
0: This is so weird. I've had this weird problem with Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's in Night of the Roxbury?
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah, duh. He's yeah, he's the tall one. That's what I was thinking of. Um, That's where I first saw Will Ferrell, and I paid close attention. So I think I saw of *Night of the, the
1: Roxbury* like bef- slightly before this came out, but I definitely didn't see *Anchorman*, or *Old School*, or *Zoolander* until after this came out.
0: Or *Wedding Crashers*, or *Elf*. Or I don't
1: think Wed- *Wedding Crashers* was not out yet.
0: I don't think so. I loved *Wedding Crashers*. I, that I one
1: still. I I have never liked *Wedding Crashers*.
0: I mean, that was one where when I saw it, I was like, I absolutely but love everything about. This. I don't like Owen Wilson. Then,
1: I do not like Owen Wilson. I've um, never liked Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Uh, *Wedding Crashers* was the year prior. Um. I definitely oh, saw. Wilson Elf.
0: is in a great movie about NASCAR. Eh. You don't like cars? It's all right. I like cars.
1: I I mean I, I might have to see it again. Um the last time I saw cars, I was like obstinately anti-Pixar because I hated things I made for kids. I've I've since cooled on that ideology. So I'd probably like um and I, I think I would get more of it now that I'm like sort of retuned into NASCAR a little bit.
0: I love the direction NASCAR, the sport, like is I would but under- you were saying something about Farrell. Let's go back to, Will I would Ferrell. understand
1: the, 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 references in, to NASCAR in cars more now than I would when I was a child. Yeah. Um, Will so Farrell, so you, Feral, uh, so this like
0: first, first time paying attention.
1: No. So that was, that was definitely Elf. turns out. Yeah. Elf was the first time I really paid attention to Farrell. I saw Elf in theaters. hundred
0: percent. So Will Farrell is old enough, like just as a human being that when Night at the Roxbury came out, which was when I was a child and I saw that movie, even at that age, it gave me like an impression that Will Farrell. Farrell had been like a long time comedian and it wasn't until genuinely within the past year or two that I realized that that was like before his start. Well, no, he was on Saturday Night Live at that point. He wasn't a, he wasn't a cast member, was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. I don't know. He was on Saturday Night Live since, like, 2002. Okay. And the Roxbury was before that.
1: Not 2002. Um, 92 is the word I was looking for.
0: I was like, okay. 92. But I was still even under the impression that, like, Will Ferrell had been an active household name, I guess, long before I was born. I mean, when he
1: jumped on Saturday Night Live, it was, like, a big deal. Not a big deal, but he was, like, he was the, um...
0: He was the cowbell guy.
1: Yeah, he was the cowbell guy, but he was, like, when they put him on, he was nobody. He was a groundling, which is cool, but, like, it's no... Second City. Um, and he came out of USC. Like he went to college and like did the whole college thing instead of going into acting. Um right. and so he got on Saturday Night Live and, and then people were like, Wow, this guy's really funny. You you should put him in more things. Same kind of thing that happened with Fallon.
0: Yeah. Um I could talk fever pitch any day of the week, just in case you're curious. Movie sucks. Does it? Yeah. I don't wanna know. I don't wanna I, I, I don't wanna I, live through that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean same. Um I watched it in like 13 maybe 12 or 13 maybe 14 I read the because I read the book about the soccer team about the soccer team it's a Nick Hornby novel uh I like Nick Hornby it's a very good book and then I watched your Pitch and I was like this sucks like Jimmy Fallon's a bad <laughs> actor Jimmy Fallon is a bad he's a he's great, great improviser line. he's a great improviser and he's a great interviewer and talk show host but he's a bad actor.
0: Well, yeah, I think that was like his only like real acting gig. Yeah, f- for sure. Because he's been a late night host since then. Yeah, that was like Jon Stewart in Big Daddy. Like Jon Stewart's not an actor. Jon Stewart is a better actor than Jimmy Fallon. Well, Jon Stewart's a better person than Jimmy Fallon. Well, so, I mean, no.
1: No, you don't think? I'm willing to believe... I would I would bet money that Jimmy Fallon is the best person.
0: The best person. If they right. were like
1: Jimmy Fallon runs out of Bernie or Orkunage with five hundred kids on his back, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Heads up. Jimmy Fallon's one of the people that I want to like hang out with. Like, I want to be famous enough to go on Fallon. I don't care about any other late night shows. I want to be interviewed by Jimmy Jimmy Fallon.
0: You don't want to go on James Corden. You Ethan, his twin. <sighs> James Corden's an asshole though,
1: right? Like it's, that's the thing is like James Corden sucks.
0: Yeah, it's like Ellen and James Corden are suck suck in real life. Right. That's the uh, thing. Ellen sucks. I think that's the thing yeah oh is
1: that the new one James Corden we, we've been known James Corden sucks nobody's ever said that Jimmy Fallon sucked ever
0: no I'm sure Jimmy Fallon is the nicest I would meet Kimmel I would I would do some stuff to meet Kimmel I mean
1: same for Colbert
0: oh yeah I would yeah okay I would never watch Stephen Colbert's late night show I'm sure it's awful uh but I love Stephen no it's Colbert. really good is it?
1: Yeah. So huh. the reason people hate Colbert, new. right? The reason people hate Colbert is because he, Colbert lied a lot about who he was when he was on the Colbert Report. It was satire. Right. Like Colbert is like a very- Everybody knew that. Colbert is, well, no, they didn't though. <laughs> oh. Colbert. So Colbert is a
0: deeply religious man. Okay, but he's also a liberal.
1: Uh, I would say he's less liberal than most people, but- He's not Jon Stewart. No, but he's also like, he's not Bernie Sanders.
0: No, but Comedy Central- had a an agenda in mind
1: for sure, and he was willing to portray that agenda. I don't think that he like because we knew, when he ran for president, he ran as a Republican.
0: Stephen Colbert ran for president,
1: yeah, like against Obama, huh? Yeah.
0: I remember that now. I remember him, like, pulling the application out on the show.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a joke, but, like, he ran as a South Carolina Republican. Like, he was running against Joe Biden directly. Huh. Anyway, um, so Colbert, yeah, Colbert, like, when Colbert got on the, on Late Night, when he took over for Letterman, and he started being, like, you know, he would interview people and be like, so, did you ever feel like God brought you these awards? And people were like, what? Stephen Colbert believes in God? I love Stephen Colbert. Same. You should watch, if, if there's... So obviously Fallon's the best late night host, right? Like obviously,
0: I think I think Fallon's show is the best for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm Which saying. Fallon's show is the best host. because Fallon but just I would, Fallon
1: lets I, guests be
0: guests. Right. I would say in order of I think it's also the most rehearsed. Uh, like when they do those like sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star like Britney Spears, Ariana Grande knows that's coming. I don't think she does. You
1: don't think so? No, because so so Lin Manuel backs him up about it. Really? Yeah. So they're like best friends. Oh yeah, and he's like. Nothing Jimmy Fallon's ever thrown at me has been told to
0: me ahead of time. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. I learned um, something today. So we're, uh, you were talking about Will Ferrell though. Tell me more. Yeah, about Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so the thing I've always liked about Ferrell is that. So Kate, my girlfriend, hated this movie because she hates Will Ferrell because she hates everything Will Ferrell does. I showed her *Stranger Than Fiction* and she was like, "That was a bad
0: movie." And I was like, "It's Strange not." *Stranger Than Fiction* has too many plot holes, but it has the scene uh, where mm, he buys the flowers. Hey,
1: hey, Tyler, I don't want to fight with you today. Okay? No, you can't I can't come Stranger for *Stranger Than fiction. fiction* right now.
0: Get you me can, wrong, not. I love that. Film. I will cover
1: it next week. <laughs> (laughs) But so the thing, so she loves, uh, like one of the movie, one of the movies that she forced me to watch and she was like, hands down, if you, if you want to date me, if you want to, you know, be involved in my life, you have to see Planes, Trains and Automobiles.
0: Yes. Which is so interesting that she doesn't like Farrell because John Candy and, uh, who's the other guy? Steve Martin. Steve Martin are so clearly Will Ferrell's that movie so much. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Uh, I only saw it the one time with you and while I was watching it, I was like, this is stupid slapstick garbage. But since then, I think about it a lot. And but for it's, that, not, I it's not, it's not, not stupid, slapstick garbage.
1: It's a good movie. There's nothing wrong with it, but it relies so much on the like, John Candy is awkward and puts himself in awkward situations, right? Like situations yeah. that would be uncomfortable to witness and they're forcing you to witness them. Yeah. That's, it's just, this uh, is this
0: the office. That it's is exactly. It's,
1: it's it's the office. It's the Scotts Tots episode of the Office, but for two and a half hours. Yeah. And that is what every John Candy. That's what Uncle Buck is. That's what every John Candy movie, with the exception of Spaceballs, is.
0: I'm my own best friend.
1: I'm a mug, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. How have we not covered Spaceballs?
0: I don't know. I love Spaceballs.
1: Um. But so that's I'm the thing. I'm afraid is, is to watch baseball. That's will on my Ferrell, list of
0: things I'm scared to will watch. Will Ferrell
1: obviously like has so much in common with John Candy and and Steve Martin. And like I love Steve Martin movies. Sometimes I love Steve Martin as a person. I will watch his stand up. Um, I think John Candy was one of the greatest things to ever happen to the world. I have no problem with him. But like that whole secondhand embarrassment, I hate that so much. And Ferrell movies don't ask that of you a lot.
0: No, they don't because they are over the top
1: enough where you don't feel uncomfortable about it. Like Ron Burgundy his, is so obviously a stereotype of so many different things that like you can't you can't align with ron burgundy you can't feel like ron burgundy
0: but when when Farrell does drift into that realm i.e blades of glory he doesn't do as well i love blades of glory but but if you revisit it you will see that he does this uh as well as uh what's the basketball one uh semi-pro 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 sucks
1: yeah, bad movie. Jackie Moon's uh. a bad character. Badly written, bad movie. Blades of Glory is a good movie. I don't have any problem with that.
0: No, I like Blades of Glory because, he, because he's so stupid confident as all of these right. characters.
1: Yeah, J- Jackie Moon's a, a bad character. They they ask too much of you there. That's how I feel about most Sandler movies.
0: I don't like Sandler.
1: I like... <laughs> I like the selected works of Adam Sandler.
0: I like Big Daddy.
1: I do not like Big Daddy.
0: It's got Jon Stewart, man. How do you not like Jon Stewart?
1: I like... So I, I there's the, the the Holy Trinity right of um, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and The Waterboy. Yeah, those are oh your big good. Sandler movies. I like Happy they, Gilmore, uh- and that's it. I could if I could delete The Waterboy from existence, I would.
0: I don't think I could revisit Waterboy. That
1: is the chief complaint among all comedies for me, is that movie makes me so deeply, spiritually uncomfortable.
0: I would never want you to be uncomfortable. I want you to feel really nice in your skin. I want your bones... So I I,
1: I legitimately like Happy Indian. Gilmore.
0: I like golf movies, though. Like, I'm genuinely pro-golf movies. I like golf and... I'm a dad, dude. I like NASCAR. I like golf. I like... But, like, I
1: would list, um... So if you asked me my top ten sports
0: movies, a
1: fair amount of them would be golf
0: i probably think only one would be golf for me
1: uh yeah tin cup uh kevin costner fantastic uh the legend of bagger vance which is matt damon and will smith fantastic movie uh the greatest game ever played shia labeouf fantastic movie plays bobby jones no he doesn't play bobby jones he might play bobby jones i can't remember
0: bobby jones bobby jones, bobby jones.
1: That is a story for another time, but uh, yeah, I do, I do like golf movies. So, so Happy Gilmore has a lot going for me, and I do think it's funny. Like, there's a lot of genuinely funny moments about
0: it. Um, I have ten favorite sports movies. I think this movie's on that list. Caddyshack, remember? Ten favorite sports
1: movies? Yeah, Caddyshack. Uh, That's the other one I was missing. I was like, I was stalling for that last golf
0: movie. Uh, Giraffe Day. So Caddyshack,
1: Caddyshack, again, is is not one of those ones. Draft Day is the worst Kevin Costner sports movie ever made.
0: (laughs) Um, If the Browns won a game ever, that might have been a decent movie, specifically that season. But they didn't.
1: So 10 favorite sports movies. This is in no order. okay? this is in no order. I'm just going to see if I can get to 10. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, Miracle, Field of Dreams. Miracle. Yeah, I can get more than 10. Okay, so Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, Miracle, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham,
0: You've named any golf movies yet. I
1: know, I'm trying to decide which ones I I mean, I tin cup, Kevin Costner. Um I've named three Kevin Costner movies. This is what this is why I'm saying draft day is bad because I have a particular stake in Kevin Costner movies. Um Invincible. This definitely. Um that's eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight. Then yeah, I'm gonna go Bagger Vance and Caddyshack.
0: Okay. Let's see. Let's see if I can do it.
1: Although, so that list doesn't include Major League, which is a baseball movie, which is hysterical. Uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, Wesley Snipes, great cast. I like sports movies, man. Like, this is not an uncommon thread here. I'm I'm waiting for the day when we get to cover Friday Night Lights because that one's
0: brutal. So Friday Night Lights would not make it onto my top 10, only because I I genuinely don't remember it. But I think if I had to do 10 sports movies, uh, a lot of them would be in the football vein. Uh, Remember the Titans for sure. They they wouldn't be, though. There's not that many.
1: I would not put the blind side in top 10. There's not that many I football would. movies.
0: Uh, so remember the Titans, Blindside, uh, Rudy. I really, really like. Uh, you don't like Sean Astin. This is this I don't is like Ru- a known Rudy's a stupid thing. movie. <laughs> Rudy's not a stupid movie. It's a weird. It's a weird message, but it's not a stupid movie. I love Rudy. Yeah, but uh, it's, I mean, it's
1: no, it's no. Remember the Titans. It's, have you seen Invincible?
0: I have not. What Mark Wahlberg. Mark
1: Wahlberg plays for the Eagles.
0: I know Elizabeth Banks plays the Eagles. Oh, fantastic movie!
1: Plays a walk-on uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a true story, right? It's a true story. Yeah, Vince It'll make you. It'll make you like the Eagles a little bit. It'll soften your heart against the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Uh, I have one in mind. Oh, I, does Ford versus Ferrari count? Have you seen it? No, but you have. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time considering racing movies. This is a racing movie, and you include. I it. know, but I wouldn't have thought of it. Uh, without limits, that's a different kind of racing I haven't movie. seen that's without limits
1: oh breaking away the 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 movie about the Italian bikers okay. fantastic
0: movie um I think I've seen are that so one. good
1: man yeah there, there's someone here that you should watch uh I need to watch without limits um yeah I might need to revisit Rudy I haven't seen Rudy since high school since we had to watch it in high school that'll always put a poison on a film though. that's the thing though is like yeah we had to watch it over like three days in high school
0: do you know it's crazy we had to watch uh Emperor's New Groove in high school and I like knew every word to the movie by that point and uh it was introduction to Mesoamerican history okay it, there was a reason It's also 77 minutes long Or some ridiculously short length like that So it's like less than two class periods Just chill Right Dear listener <laughs> uh, So what I'm hearing is All of August we're just covering sports movies it's, Sports are back baby Uh Sonic the Hedgehog Uh So this is the thing What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you almost so i've, I've had enough of, i'm, I'm kind i'll be real with you listener i'm kind of tipsy right now okay on this tuesday night you almost slipped that one past me
0: because <laughs> uh, i was so
1: focused on what i was about to say that you almost slipped that one past
0: me <laughs> legitimately
1: sonic the hedgehog
0: uh let's see no because
1: i want i yeah we, so we we have been a proponent of sports movies obviously um and we've got a lot of people so far to watch both miracle and remember the titans the two sports movies that we've covered that can't be the only two is it yeah honest almost certainly silver linings Playbook. not a sports movie okay
0: it's about Deshaun jackson and it's not about
1: Deshaun sean jackson Deshaun nobody jackson. plays football in it there's no football uh, there's never been there's a no, fo- there was never no. a football in that movie
0: because <laughs> i want i want you to watch friday night lights i i'm sure i will like it i know i saw it at one point um i like the what's the the rock uh uh High school football movie, uh, high school football movie with the rock. No idea, like gridiron a, like gang a coach. I think it's gridiron gang. Gridiron gang
1: is about the prison football.
0: No, that's that's uh, the longest yard, is I think what you're thinking of. You might be right. The w- longest yard is Adam Sandler in prison. Yes, uh, that's a gridiron, good, yeah, gridiron gang, gridiron gang is, for sure. Is, is, uh, oh, it's like oh, a, oh, oh, it's like a juvie, it's like Frick, juvie, dude. but they get a football team,
1: Coach Carter.
0: Coach Carter uh, Samuel Sam Samuel Jackson. Jackson plays plays basketball. Oh my god. Space
1: gosh. Jam. Yeah, Space Jam sucks. Um that movie don't sucks so, so hard. Don't put LeBron James in it and we'll talk. Michael Jordan's overrated. they put
0: wow. This is one of those things, real quick, sports fans. I'm not willing to have this conversation with you. But if LeBron James and Michael Jordan played each other in their prime, LeBron James would mop the floor Absolutely. with Michael Jordan. Also, Michael
1: Jordan was really good at basketball. He is an asshole though.
0: Is he? He's a horrible, horrible MJ. person. He'll make fun of your undershirt. I know that. Yeah, he's
1: got bacon neck. <laughs>
0: hey <laughs> Get your hands up. Kazam. That was uh
1: Shaquille O'Neal played a genie or whatever. Was
0: Kazam Shaquille O'Neal or was that Sinbad?
1: No, Sh- Kazam was hundred percent Shaquille O'Neal. Um basketball move. Hoosier's is alright. There's one I'm thinking of. Oh, 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 um I will take both versions of the Bad News Bears, both the one with Billy Bob Thornton and the one with Ma- Walter Matthau, where they coach a little league baseball team. The rookie, uh Des Quaid. Really good. Time, Seventeen
0: again. Uh, Forty-two.
1: Jackie Robinson movie with uh, with uh, Sean from um, Lucas Black. Sean from. <laughs> That's who you're gonna say yeah, is yeah, in yeah. that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's um, he's Sean from Tokyo Drift. It's got Chadwick Bushman. It sure does. It's about Jackie Robinson's great movie. But uh, so that, that, that was the point is that Sean from uh, Tokyo Drift is also the quarterback of Friday Night Lights. Oh. He's like the lead of the movie. Although he's not. So Tim McGraw is uh, this dude's asshole dad and the kid that played Jet Jackson's in it. The only Disney Channel show I apparently ever watched.
0: Airbud.
1: Although if we're talking Disney Channel. Let's talk about Johnny Tsunami.
0: Johnny Tsunami was on Disney Channel? Yeah, Johnny Tsunami was a DCOM, dog. Johnny Tsunami was a TV show. No, it was a movie. Well, who am I thinking of? No
1: idea. Johnny Tsunami is about the surfer that goes and learns to snowboard in Vermont.
0: No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Well, that's Johnny Tsunami. Uh, oh my god. Uh, oh god. I got Anyway, the this kid out. that plays
1: Jet Jackson is in Friday Night Lights as the, like, backup running back.
0: I'm thinking of American Dragon Jake Long. That's what I'm thinking of.
1: Fair. So, we're 56 minutes into this episode, and we have no... Not mention sasha baron cohen
0: <laughs> sasha baron cohen's character let me talk let oh me tell you something God. about this movie real quick i want to ask you a question i want you to tell me the truth ethan is this film homophobic i say no
1: so i also say no because obviously like it,
0: it is it is showing how it is the,
1: it, so it's a satire of nascar fans right and like the the racism and xenophobia and uh homophobia of
0: not racism
1: i mean they could have put racism in here and it wouldn't have been out of place
0: right but what's his name is the crew chief
1: yeah. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan, man. R.I.P. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was one yeah. of Lost the celebrity. That, that one. was one of the celebrity deaths that hit me the hardest.
0: Yeah, that one sucked. Although Green we're currently Mark. talking
1: about Grant Imahara from MythBusters who died yesterday.
0: That sucks. I am
1: not okay. I haven't even pro- like. There are few people like actual celebrities that I gave a shirt about, but anybody from the original crew of MythBusters like that hurts.
0: Those five.
1: Yeah, of of Grant Imahara and Carrie Byron. And Tori Belleci and Jay Heineman and, and Adam Savage. Yeah, I am. I am legitimately not okay. And after seeing Travis McElroy's tweet about Grant building the flaming raging Poisoning poison sort of doom and like flying to DC and getting it for him, it sucks. I'm not okay, dude. Straight up, not
0: processing it. I wanted you to know something while you were talking about that. Grant Imahara's death sucks. Uh, the Green Mile is uh, three I hours I, I, and nine I have, minutes long. I
1: legitimately have not been able to watch it since
0: Michael Clark Duncan died. I've never seen it because it's three hours and nine minutes long.
1: It is it is three hours and nine minutes worth watching. Oh, I've I've, I've heard
0: right. Everybody I mean, it's, has it's, seen so it's it it's great.
1: it's uh, Tom Hanks. It's Stephen King. It's very good. Stephen King non horror, which is always good. Let, let us not. And so here's what people don't realize: is Stephen King. Uh, Stephen King wrote the Shawshank Redemption. Stephen King wrote the Green
0: Mile. Stephen King wrote Stand By Me. I would believe Stand By Me. That's got a little bit of a uh, it sort of flair. Oh, to it. Oh, for sure. That was my Stephen introduction to Will wrote. Wheaton. Is Will Wheaton one of the kids? Will the Stand Wheaton's by Me? one of the kids. Yeah. You know what's crazy about Will Wheaton? You've I don't, I don't Th- know. You, wait,
1: have you seen Stand by Me? Yeah. I'm honestly shocked.
0: Yeah, there's a scene that I I I was cold on Stand by Me. I thought it was okay. Uh, oh, I love that. I've seen I, that movie. I saw it when I was. I've seen that movie pretty young. Twenty times. I uh, I mean I understand why it's a classic. I understand why it's great. I'm not like yeah. So I'm it's not Will here Wheaton. To argue that
1: is Will Wheaton. It's River Phoenix who was uh, um joaquin phoenix's older brother Corey feldman and uh jerry o'connell from kangaroo jack those are kangaroo jack that's currently on netflix is it yeah i still i i i I really want you to send Jerry o'connell an email and see if we'll come on the show and talk about kangaroo jack (laughs) i have to know man i have to know what it was like and i don't think you're gonna get anthony
0: anderson (laughs) anthony anderson deserves to hang out with me he's just like a discount michael Strahan. i mean
1: but he's way more
0: famous than jerry o'connell is that's true
1: he has an active tv show that has david diggs on
0: it I would hang out with anthony anderson for i um, mean just for fun
1: i would so we've talked about in, this we talked about this a couple times i would pay money to hang out with anthony anderson for an
0: afternoon do you know why because he was in transformers because he's hilarious because he wears a redskins jersey in transformers that's why
1: as long as we're talking about sports the washington redskins as of yesterday
0: are no more I, are no more Done. the redskins gone. will never win a championship under dan snyder it's true gone haven't won a championship since joe Theismann broke his leg i remember well, I don't remember. Yeah, you were not born. I was born. I was ten months old. Were you really? Was it? I thought it was the. No, 80s. I'm sorry. Is the '92 season? So it's the '93 game, right? The Joe Theismann got. No, not the not the Joe Theismann thing. When was that? Wait, hold on.
1: I legitimately thought they hadn't won a championship since
0: Joe Theismann, but I might be wrong about that. They beat the Bills in '92. Oh, okay. So yeah, you were not born then. But it was the ninety two season when Oh, was the then you game? were born.
1: Then that would have been the two thousand I mean the ninety three Super Bowl. Or it may have been the two thousand or the ninety two Super Bowl. It might have been before they extended the season. Do
0: you want to know what the Redskins win record was going into the playoffs? Um Sure. Yeah. Nine and seven.
1: Nine and seven. Hell yeah.
0: Behind the thirteen and three Cowboys and eleven and five Eagles. And they made the playoffs? Yeah. It looks like the NFC East dominated that year they
1: were so they were the the second wild card yeah dang I mean the only time I've ever uh seen the Packers win a Super Bowl they were um the six seed like 10 and six against the Steelers in uh 11 what day was this freaking game Ethan that's what I want to know I don't know that would have been Super Bowl 34 nope 36 no 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 sorry 26 maybe I don't know what it was I can't count today
0: no I'm looking at the wrong season that's why okay Redskins uh bills
1: 37 to 24 on January 26 was, 1992 okay
0: so that was a 91 season yet. it was a 91 season that's why I was looking at okay that's why the standings don't make sense either
1: okay yeah so 14 and two Redskins what I was a gonna team. say I was gonna say it, well th- so the, the year I've seen the pack the year I saw the Packers win they were like 10 and six and then the next year they went 14 and two
0: and lost the first game to the Redskins right uh can't have been no because we haven't won a playoff yeah game. Redskins can't didn't
1: win the play or make the playoffs for so long
0: and make the play every so often but then they lose because the nfc east you gotta remember garbage
1: that was the year that uh the the ravens beat kaepernick i believe good super
0: bowl The christian's house
1: it was The year the light uh no it was chris mooney's house huh yeah that was the year that um yeah. the lights went out
0: yeah i knew that, that that that's the detail i remember
1: yeah wait is this the year i'm
0: talking about sasha baron cohen in talladega night ricky b i watched the extended edition of this movie Did it was you? two hours long the extended or the unrated unrated and uncut oh god so you saw What's Her Name's Boobs? No. Uh, I don't know why they called it uncut. There is nothing inappropriate in this film. I think they called it that so that in 2006, kids at the movie store would rent it. Uh, but yeah, there No, was... there's
1: an unrated edition where you see
0: the What's Her Name's Boobs. Christine Everhart from Iron Man? What? Yeah, it's the same person. No way. Yeah. That can't be true. It is. What? Yeah. Her, like, Iron Man's whole character arc was set up by the wife from Talladega Knights. What? Oh, yeah. Hold on.
1: YouTube.com. Christine. Everhart Iron Man Yeah it's a cool website Oh episode. my god it really was
0: YouTube.com I know that's why I said that Wild
1: Okay so let's talk about Talladega Knights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby
0: So yeah, I would agree with you That it is not homophobic Because the whole thing Oh is that's what we're like, talking about Yeah Yeah they're making fun of NASCAR fans, right, and that like they wouldn't understand. Like the whole joke is that like NASCAR fans have never met a homosexual, a
1: homosexual or a Frenchman or anything that questions their their ideals,
0: right? Traditional and I would say, white yeah. sportsman.
1: And and recently that has proved not as true, which has
0: been cool. Yeah, NASCAR has recently like banned the Confederate flag, and right? Been like openly pro Pride, right? I would say Although this... the NASCAR logo when we were growing up was a rainbow.
1: I would say it was. That is true. <laughs> I would say this movie made me actively less homophobic. Yes. Like this movie normalized gay to some extent. A lot of movies. I mean, do this they definitely
0: me. like played it up. Like Rob Riggle gives like the camera that look.
1: Right, but like like Jean Girard is not the villain.
0: No, Ricky's the villain.
1: Ricky's the villain. Ricky would play Aaron Burr, despite the tweet I made earlier. Yeah, hundred percent. Ricky would play Aaron Burr. But the the wait yeah, for it. Well, Jean Girard's
0: an immigrant. The 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 wait for it joke was too good. Yeah, I was very proud of that tweet. <laughs> Although Will Ferrell would sing that about. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Will Ferrell would sing that about Jean Girard.
1: Yeah, but I made I made the uh, I said I w- said wait for it. Oh, you I. A T E. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, no, Ricky would play Burr, 100%, because you you were like, oh, Hamilton, I mean, Ricky Bobby, American musical. And so then in my head, I started trying to find, it's right there. In my head, I started trying to find parallels, and I was like, wait, Ricky 100% plays Burr. He's the villain.
0: Yeah, and it's like told from his perspective. Although at the same time, he's not,
1: because like, he's the, he's his own villain. Like, he causes his own problems.
0: Yeah, but he also doesn't write very much. It's
1: true. It's true. But yeah, Jean Girard is not the villain. Jean Girard wants a rival, right? He wants a contemporary. He wants somebody to beat him.
0: Yeah, he wants somebody as good as he is and uh, like Jean
1: Girard is totally fabulous and perfect in his own mind and he's just sitting there like you know it's cool I, I I raise my horses I have my husband everything is great nobody but I want to raise me.
0: Komodo dragons to perform Hamlet right you know
1: he trains his world-class horses which are also gay <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it, it's like, and that's the thing is I've never heard, uh, somebody have a problem with this movie on the subject of homosexuality or on the subject of homophobia because it is, yeah, no, no, and like at the end of the movie, it's, it's super heavy handed, but like Ricky kisses him on the mouth. For an extended period
0: of time, yeah, but that's like Ricky's growth. Is that like
1: that, that, that's what I'm saying? Is that that's that's my argument for why this movie is not homophobic? Because we we grow and learn with Ricky, right? Um, I I definitely have like so I I, I am definitely now hold on.
0: If 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 we are wrong, are you willing to hear the other side? Because I oh am?
1: yeah, no, hundred percent. If somebody's like, hey, this is why, because I'm at the end of the day, I'm a straight Cisgendered heterosexual white man, and I am watching a movie about Will Ferrell doing NASCAR. So believe it or not, <laughs> if I missed something. I believe it
0: Right I'm well aware That I could be wrong But it's like It's also
1: It's not a movie That I've ever heard Arguments against You know Because it comes up All the time When people are like All of a sudden out against a certain movie, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And I will say that like some of the things they say and do in this movie haven't aged hundred percent well. Like I don't I don't think I can nail down an example right now, but while I was watching it, I was like, ooh, a couple times. It's like, oh you can't, oh, uh, you might not be able to say that anymore. Uh, like there's a one, the one thing there's the one me. joke where uh, Cal makes and he's like, well Carly was unconscious every time we had sex.
0: Oh yeah. That's and I was like, not, oh yeah, you, you can't.
1: can't even joke about that anymore, guys.
0: Uh, they also uh, I don't, the kids, not funny to me. I do like when he says Tom Oh, to, no, I Tom thought that Brokaw's was hilarious. A, I like when he says Tom Brokaw's a punk. That's hilarious. But no, Greatest it, generation, my ass, Tom Brokaw's a punk. But the kids, the kids
1: learn, right? Like they yeah. learn to be respectful and Chip was right the whole time.
0: Yeah, well, duh.
1: Yeah, and you don't, so- so, you don't have to be first, is a wild message that this movie tries to, like, say
0: in there. Because Ricky wins anyway?
1: It's not even that. It's just, like, the whole thing of, like, you know, because you, you the quote people take out of this movie is like, oh, if you ate first, you're last. But, like, that's not what
0: the movie's saying at all. Okay, but that's the same problem as Lion King, where people are like, it's like Don't
1: win at, at the expense of your friends,
0: you know? Don't, yeah, don't, uh... Well, what it's really trying to say, this is... We haven't talked about Amy Adams at all. Amy Adams' character is uh, so important because she has that, like, proper... I mean, obviously, little campy, little played-up dramatic scene in the bar before they, like, go at it in the middle of this... I think it's called, like, the Harry Possum or something. Uh, where he's, like, getting getting blasted on a Tuesday. Uh, yeah. But she has this scene where she's like, you need to race for you because he says people only love winners or something like that. Like, you, you only... He he's so he, he so blatantly states that like validation comes through being the best, and without that, people don't care about you. And that's what the movie's really about. It's not about like you can be second or third. It's about you can be second or third as long as you're okay with your performance.
1: Right. And well, R- Ricky learns all sorts of things. He learns to believe in himself and not do things for other people, and to let his friends win sometime, and to take the advice of the people around him, and to not be homophobic or xenophobic, and to love the people that challenge you. And like Ricky learns a lot of. Of, um important things here and like I will say every other time I've watched this movie I've been like ha carman go fast this is funny yeah and it this is time funny. this time I'm like man this is a beautifully shot racing movie about
0: the good in humanity I think we might be taking it just a smidge too far I think Probably what happened was, I know that, like, the pitch for this movie was uh, Adam McKay sat down with Judd Apatow, and he was like, picture this, Will Ferrell's a NASCAR driver, and Judd Apatow signed off signed off on it, like, right there. But
1: it's the same thing as, like, Ron Burgundy has to learn lessons. Every comedy, you have to learn lessons. Yeah, Some I just are think, more think that when you sit than down than in others- the writer's
0: room, they're not, like... Hey, let's make this something really special. I think they're like, let's pick some easy overarching themes. Mm, Ricky Bobby is. I, I disagree with you there, really, because
1: I don't think I don't think you hire Will Ferrell unless you're trying to make those unless you're trying to make a statement. I disagree because I, like so I,
0: I, this, here's, there's there's an important scene the scene in the bar where Jean Gerard shows up. This is important. Ricky Bobby is like openly xenophobic because it is a learned behavior, despite the fact that like all of his instincts are to be open and accepting. Yeah. and He likes crepes. He likes Mexican food. He likes Chinese food. He likes, you know, he likes all of these things that came from different countries and different worlds. But like the learned behavior of xenophobia is like instilled in
1: him. And realistically, the the xenophobic and homophobic and racist characteristics are usually not the characteristics of the athletes. You know
0: what I mean? It's the fans.
1: It's the fans. It's the problem with the fans. It's why um... Baseball player from my childhood. I will get it. Torrey Hunter.
0: Tory Hunter. Let me tell you a name I've never heard. Torrey Hunter. Tory Hunter.
1: I used to be a big, big, big baseball fan, right? This is before you met me. But like, I was the world's biggest Derek Jeter stand. Ew. I was raised a Yankees fan. I mean, that's from New York. My dad grew up down the street from the, well, the Mets stadium, but whatever. The Brooklyn Dodgers. So the way dad told it is that like the whole... So he grew up... Yeah, he grew up like when it was the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers. And the Giants and Dodgers left. And the Mets were created, and then everybody was like, oh, yeah, obviously we're Mets fans. This is, like, the new thing. But, like, The whole like Yankees-Mets rivalry took a longer, a much longer time to uh, start because everybody was just like, this is cool. Like, let's support the new thing. Um,
0: So that's, I don't feel like the Jets and Giants have a rivalry. uh, It's because
1: they're both garbage. They're both garbage and have no fan base.
0: Mm. Giants have like a national fan base. The Jets have no fan base.
1: Correct. But Nobody in New York likes the Giants or the Jets. I mean, they might, but like they play in Jersey. That's unforgivable.
0: Yeah. MetLife Stadium. I hate that place. That's (laughs)
1: unforgivable for New Yorkers. I've met plenty of New Yorkers who are like, people from New York City are like, we're Bills fans. Bills are from New York.
0: I don't think they're Bills fans. I mean, I don't know.
1: Whatever. I, this, this is not the point. Um, <laughs> Tory Hunter, who was a baseball player, I believe for the Twins for most of his career, but was like phenomenal. Like he was in the Ken Griffey era, but like a, a contemporary of Ken Griffey Jr. So like one of those guys that was like really good during that period, pre-Jeter, pre-Johnny Damon, pre-Barry Bonds, all those people. Um, And he was like, Yeah, I'll never play in Boston, ever. I will never play for the Red Sox. It has nothing to do with the team. It has nothing to do with the front office there. It's the fans. Nobody's ever been more disrespectful to me, a black man, than the Boston Red Sox fans. They would just like throw shirt at him and call him the N-word and everything. Just for just because he was a black dude playing baseball. So, like, it's it's never usually a problem with the athletes. It's a problem
0: with the fans. It's always the fans. Yeah. I mean, the fans are why I, like, I love going to see Washington play football. I've paid a lot of money to get really good and really bad seats at FedEx Field.
1: Right. And there's nothing wrong with the fans that go to, to go to the games in D.C. No, no, no,
0: no. It, it, pff, not, pff, I would not go to a division game, period. That's fair. I'm <laughs> not interested in that. Um, but... Even still, like, and I have this problem with Virginia Tech. I would say 95% of Virginia Tech fans are great. When you sit in the stands at a live sporting event and you're just loudly crass and rude to the officials, to the players, to the to the people sitting around you, I, it, like, that is ruins absolutely the absolutely not my for experience
1: for at any Virginia Tech sporting event.
0: I, it is less at Tech sporting. It is I, I experience this much more at FedEx Field than I do at Wizards games, at Tech games, at uh, Nationals games.
1: Well, so D.C. has a good... Um, and this is truly, I think, where Washington messes up, right? Where the Redskins... The f- team formerly known as the Redskins, who don't have a name right now, the, wa- the, D- the Washington D.C. sports team. Um, this is where they go wrong, right? Because they play in the middle of the ghetto in Maryland, Maryland. right? So Landover, yeah. D.C. people are like... I mean, the Redskins aren't us. D.C. is a, is a strong and proud city full of people the, that th- love Washington D.C. who have been fighting for years just to get the right to vote. Yeah, like,
0: what a wild thing.
1: Like, I've been to uh, Wizards games. I know a bunch of Caps fans. I know a bunch of Nationals fans. And that is a good fan base it is like a. yeah it is a different fan base that likes the wizards the nationals and the capitals than likes the redskins the redskins Redskins. the form the 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 washington team Uh, they don't have a name right now Uh, it's very hard i really thought they weren't going to announce until they came up with a new name
0: but uh i i think i think it's important too because i uh much as it pains me to say it i think if they waited till they had the new name and all the logos ready that the conversation wouldn't still be happening
1: i just thought they were going to get their their crap together
0: faster well You would think that they had this ready to go.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, but like, I think I truthfully think that they need to move back into D.C., back into the city limits, and and become like like because c- c- because people rallied around the D.C. Defenders, right? Yeah, the, the, the XFL team. team, like that or was crazy. Team? That was crazy. Yeah. I know a bunch of people that went to the the season opener for the for the D.C. Defenders and were like, this is the most together I've ever seen Washington football fans
0: ever. Like, the, the, well, the other thing is that the Redskins, or the formal Redskins, have been bad my entire life, and I'm like an adult with my own child now. But yeah,
1: I I think that they need to move back into. I mean, not into RFK. Obviously, Obviously, that stadium's a pit and is falling apart. But like, stop trying to build a stadium in Alexandria to build one in Washington D.C. Because the Nationals mm. play in D.C. the The Wizards There's and no the Cavs play in the same in D.C. place.
0: But I guess you don't need parking if it's in the city.
1: Uh, yeah, the Nats not a problem with that. It's a 50,000-seat stadium.
0: Did you know this? This is a fun fact about the uh, Vegas Raiders. There is zero parking. There is, like, enough spots for the teams. Good. Stadium parks a nightmare everywhere. Yeah, but there's no tailgating, then. Oh, they'll figure a way.
1: There'll be lots. There'll be tailgating lots. It's
0: Vegas. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it is plop in the middle of the city, and it is black it is very cool. I
1: mean um lots of stadiums are in the middle of the city. Uh, Philadelphia is like that. Actually every I mean New York's not uh, the MetLife's not like that, but it's like in an urban area.
0: Uh um not football but um Fenway Park is like a fixture of yeah. Boston.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it, the, the the National Stadium at Navy Yard is a really cool spot. Yeah. Um, like I've been over there. They've got the the crazy like shipping container type buildings there and everything. Um, yes. It's cool. And like the Ravens play in the middle of the city. The Orioles play in the middle of the city. The Red Sox do. The Eagles do. The Panthers do. And it's it's very cool. Like,
0: oh, the Panthers is cool.
1: Yeah. Bank of America is right in the middle of, of uptown Charlotte. Yeah. And it's, it's Uptown's a
0: stupid thing, Charlotte. You gotta fix it.
1: Whatever. Um, but like uh, I went to the Belk Bowl, right? The where Virginia Tech, which is now, uh hilariously, not no longer the Belk Bowl and is the Duke's Mayonnaise
0: bowl. <laughs> I would say Belk and Duke's mayonnaise had the exact same client base. And so they, had to,
1: they had to make a statement saying they were not going to pour a Gatorade cooler full of mayonnaise on the coach when they won. But yeah, so I went to the last ever Belk Bowl. Uh, Virginia Tech played uh, Kentucky and lost at the last minute. One of the best football games I've ever seen in my life, by far. But it's like I was looking up how the Charlotte... I mean, how the Carolina Panthers tailgate and it's just like you, they have lots all around the the like surrounding mile around the stadium, which is just mm-hmm. like these huge parking lots and like these are tailgate lots. Tailgate here. Have your grills here. We will pick you up half an hour till game time. We'll bring in the buses. We'll bring in the the, the light rail. We'll get you to the stadium on time. Don't worry.
0: So that's not how it is at FedEx. And this is the only advantage to no, FedEx. FedEx sucks, dude. FedEx
1: is a very bad stadium.
0: No, I agree. But vis-a-vis it, relation to Washington, it is on the Metro.
1: Uh, I would would argue it's not i mean it's a probably i so mile i did it last year from the metro. Um, almost a, a, just over a year ago chris millahan and i went to see the rolling stones at fedex field and that uh first of all we got there on the metro and it's morgan street and it's a mile walk to the stadium
0: is it a full it's mile it's a full
1: mile to the stadium and uh if you're not there for a football game but you're there for a Rolling Stones concert in the summer. The metro cuts off at 9 p.m.
0: Oh, is that so? So you walk
1: another mile to the metro station, back to the metro station, and realize that you then have to take an Uber all the way back to Alexandria.
0: Now, I mean, was there a lot of people learning this? There was was a lot of people learning this. Interesting. Well, that's, I mean, I... I, And and Grant,
1: Tyler, that was the first time I have ever in my life criticized the DC metro. DC metro is great. I will come to bat for the DC metro for the rest of my life. It is the best underground transportation train system in the United States of America, maybe in the world.
0: Oh, the tube is going to get mad it at you. It is the
1: only one that makes sense. I was in New York City on December 15th of last year, and I got lost so many times trying to figure out the damn subway map. It is a mess. Yeah. It's hard to even figure out what train is coming or what train you're supposed to get on. It's very uh, so easy in D.C. DC's now, granted, I, they have... They have less stops. You have to walk a little bit further between stops. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure the L in Chicago is great, but it didn't go where I needed it to go. So I hate it. <laughs> Also you can't get uh if you take the Amtrak train into Chicago you cannot get the L from there from the Amtrak station
0: is that weird I would think Amtrak is its own thing
1: I mean you can definitely get the Metro from Union Station in DC and from Grand Central and Penn Station in New York 100 really? percent yeah that's Wait, how you like
0: do things I believe that yes but I wouldn't have thought that that was the same place as the as the like continental train.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. I I don't understand why you wouldn't have like, so if you live on the, like, if you're trying to take a train, if
0: you live in like New Jersey and go into New York, I don't know if that's possible on this in this regard but it would make sense that like the long train that takes you from your home to work is in the same place as the the train that takes you from yeah 100 percent yeah
1: now in new york it's a bit of a mess it's not always accessible like there's only a couple lines that go into penn station as i learned when i was in new york and had to like get out on one line and then walk two blocks and then go back into union station which is underground underneath madison square garden yeah or into penn station um New York's crazy. But yeah, in DC, like you can, uh, you could, I could take the Amtrak up to DC and go anywhere on the Metro without leaving the building.
0: DC is a good city. Oh, DC's I'm a there very right now. City. Oh my God.
1: You're very close there. You're very, very close. Well, to the yeah. Metro. But
0: I mean, like I, I'm, I <laughs> if I wanted to go into the city proper and I don't because coronavirus, uh, I could, I was literally just sitting here thinking like, man, I should go up and visit sometime. I'm literally sitting. <laughs> But like, I could I could walk to
1: the Amtrak station from my house tomorrow morning and take the Amtrak up to DC and get on the uh, metro at Union Station and take the metro down to Franconia and you could pick me up.
0: Yeah. And then we could go get burgers. I mean,
1: there's probably an easier way to do that. I could probably get off. I could definitely get off in Alexandria at Eisenhower and walk. I could get off at the Alexandria station and walk to Eisenhower Avenue. If, if, and It's like a block away. The DC metro is very good, but that is all I have to say. We have not talked about Talladega Nights much in this episode.
0: I think we have. We talked a lot about Farrell. We talked a lot about uh, this. Really, Halladega just makes me,
1: This really makes me want to cover a more sports movies and b Stranger Than Fiction.
0: Yeah, I love Stranger Than Fiction. But I think next week we can change it. Of course, there's no nobody uh, holding our neck to this. But we could we could cover. We were talking about Arrival because it's Amy Adams. Amy Adams' performance in this movie yeah. is excellent. I love it. I think it's awesome. Uh, it's also the one year anniversary. If that's what I'm talking about, which is a show on the Bacon and Eggs Network. If you have not listened to it, it is so good. Yeah. Plus, I'm on it this week. So If you like my voice and you like how I can't stay on topic, you will love That's What I'm Talking About this week.
1: So yeah, Mary Clay is going to be on Bacon and Eggs next week. We haven't officially picked a movie yet. But the
0: current... Frontrunner is a rival. I, I so would like
1: I would like Mary Clay to pick a movie, honestly, but but
0: but she won't. So I'll push her. Tweet at we'll me try and tell me <laughs> hey. Yeah, 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 sounds yeah, good. You, you know
1: what? You know what? Screw it. Tweet at all three of us. At Amer no, at Ty Carlin Eleven, at Wow Now But the O's are Zeros and at MC What's Up and tell us what movie you want the three of us to cover. Just do it. Also follow me on TikTok, Wow Now But the O's are
0: Zeros. Uh, do you have many talks?
1: I have not talked a single tick
0: yet, but I've got well, then, ideas. Oh, man. Well, until you do them, I, I mean, ideas mean nothing to me.
1: That's fine. I've only had the app for two days. Do you love it? Uh, no. I mostly got it so that I could just well, you're like... You're
0: still on straight TikTok, right? What do you mean? Like TikTok for straight people.
1: No, I'm on Hamilton TikTok. There you go. Hamilton? Hamilton. So uh, Kate sent me a video. She was like... She was like, like this video and uh, it'll fix your timeline. Because like I had a bunch of, of of like overtly straight people and Trump people and like cops showing up. And she sent me one of the videos of David Diggs uh, doing the like Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Full stop. If you like if you vote for Donald Trump, you're a white supremacist, full stop. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Full stop. If you vote for him again, you're a white supremacist. Full stop. Call it like it is and then let the rim spin today. Full stop. Put one up for Big Floyd. The march is not going to stop. One of the videos, that song, and then that fixed my whole For You page.
0: That's good. When I liked Welcome it. Welcome to talk
1: When I liked it, it was like, okay, you're going to get, you're going to get like queer content and anti-Trump content and Hamilton
0: content. That's the best part of TikTok. Hamilton TikTok is extremely creative, for sure. TikTok is extremely creative. Oh, facts, it is yeah, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Even the straights are extremely creative.
1: Absolutely. It is, it is, um... In a lot of ways, it is better than Vine ever was. Yeah. And that was not More something I realized algorithm. until I downloaded it. Legitimately, I downloaded the app because I was tired of it opening in the browser when people sent me TikToks.
0: I think they do that on purpose. I think they make the browser experience suck. They make
1: the browser experience suck so that you download the app. They're very smart, for sure. And if it gets the banned next week by the US government, the, then whatever. We'll figure it out. The,
0: I don't think it will. It's less invasive than Facebook. The dude that runs uh, TikTok right now was like... Did we talk about this on this show? No, it was on Bagels. Yeah. Was like the chief executive officer or chief creator... So some, some sort of high-ranking officer, not CEO, at Disney for, like, retention. So... Yeah. <laughs> you know, like full-blown adults like myself are just obsessed with the Disney parks. Yeah. It's that dude. The dude that made that happen.
1: I believe it, yeah. (laughs) They are good at customer retention, for sure.
0: Yeah. I do. So I have it kind of buried on my phone just because of its color. It's black and it's three pages into the black icons because there's a lot of black ones. Uh, And so as a result, I don't open it as often as Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, which are all like not in their folders yet because they're in like my recently downloaded. Twitter and Instagram are on the dock. Oh no what's your doc right now
1: uh Messages, Twitter, Instagram, Discord. Facebook is okay. in the blue folder.
0: I have, uh, I'm such a cool grown up, but this is embarrassing. I have Truebill, uh, MyFitnessPal, Discord. You have Truebill on the dock? On the dock, yeah. Why? Uh, I like to keep an eye on my uh, portfolio. That There's sounds There's nothing. There's nothing I, I would put on the dock
1: I, unless I used it 100 times a day.
0: I use the other three 100 times a day, easily. You open MyFitnessPal
1: 100 times a day? Yeah. For For why? To what end?
0: Well, I log all of my meals. You eat a hundred uh, meals a day. No, but I'm constantly bad looking foods up. It's bad for you. <laughs> I'm constantly looking foods up to see if that's something that I can have. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah, I look it up. Pretty often. That's bonkers, dude. Your doc is so bad. No, your doc is bad. How? Social media doesn't belong on the doc.
1: Where else does it belong? What what I use my phone for. I
0: guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever works best for you is what belongs on the and doc. And I'm saying
1: that, that having Truebill on the doc should not work best for you. This is an opinion you're not allowed to have.
0: I would change it to like, I don't like Instagram. Like there's very rare where I open the app and I'm like, oh, I, I see content I, that I like. This I, is yeah,
1: because your feed's bad.
0: Yeah, my feed's terrible. Uh I love Instagram. Instagram
1: is the most uplifting social media, for sure, because I only follow people that I care about and who who
0: bring me joy. I also don't know how to post to Instagram. I use Twitter more than anything. Twitter's by far my favorite. I've been quiet on Twitter the past few days. I know. I've been tweeting stuff, and you haven't been responding.
1: I responded to your, uh, well, I responded from Bacon and Eggs to your Bacon and Eggs tweet. I guess that doesn't
0: count. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Anyway. So let's put this on the big board. I think we're there. Yeah, I think so. I actually don't know how long we've been doing this. Hour 37. Oh, so we're past there. Cool. We took a break. I didn't pee for seven minutes.
1: No, but you did do something after you got back
0: for over a minute. I, yeah, I held my baby.
1: No, before that. Oh, I you actually were just logged like,
0: into my fitness pal.
1: You were just like, I got to do something. And then sat on your phone <laughs> without your headphones on. We took a break, man. Take a break. Run away with us for the summer.
0: That song is, I mean, obviously not stupid. It's entirely intentional. Um, but Eliza or Angelica being like, hey, do not take a break with us. Get your plan through Congress. And then showing up and be like, take a break. It's just like, hey, that is peer pressure. I didn't need. But you said, but you said.
1: I think Angelica expected to have him have it through Congress before she got there. I think when he when she got there and he was like, Oh, it's still not through Congress. She was kind of like, Are you serious, Alexander? Do better. You're Alexander Hamilton.
0: Yeah, he was never good for votes. He was good for one-on-one. You don't uh, have
1: the votes. You don't have the votes. Ah, 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 You're gonna need congressional approval and you don't have the votes.
0: Such a blunder sometimes. It makes me wonder why, why he bring that thund- Why he even, why he brings, he even the brings the thunder. Bring the thunder. <laughs> okay. So this movie's not that good, but is it better than the holiday? <sighs> No. The original Jumanji. It's better than the original Jumanji.
1: The older I get, the more I value The Holiday.
0: (laughs) Who knew that this Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Jack Black film would would cling so hard to the middle of the... uh
1: I've seen The Holiday... So I'm not a movie re-watcher, right? Like, we know this. Uh, I've seen The Holiday more than most movies. Really? Yeah. I've seen The Holiday a lot. Like, er, like, when you were talking about Amy Adams, and you were like, we should cover an Amy Adams movie, I was like, oh, we're going to cover Julie and Julia. That movie slaps.
0: I would not have told you that that was Amy Adams. And
1: that's, a, but that was the first, when you said Amy Adams, that was the first thing that came to mind. I've seen Julie and Julia like 15 times. Why? My mom loves that movie.
0: Yeah, because she boils the lobster. It's great. I mean, no, because it's a fantastic movie.
1: It's Is Meryl it? Streep and Stanley remember. Tucci in a relationship. And you can't buy Amy that. And Amy Adams. And Amy Adams and a handsome white guy. The Julian Julia slaps. There okay. are some it's better than the
0: original Jumanji.
1: Yeah, it's better than the original Jumanji. <laughs> Sorry, Robin Williams. We haven't covered a lot hey, Robin of Bobby Williams, W.
0: on this show. Robin Williams had a top film on this show. He did. But I think those are the only two Robin Williams movies we covered. We covered Aladdin, but not that Aladdin. That's true. Did we cover Aladdin? When was that? That was last we year. We
1: covered, yeah, we covered um, Will Smith Aladdin. Yeah.
0: Like, but like uh, we haven't done
1: uh we haven't done Hook. We haven't done
0: Oh, we haven't done Goodwill Hunting. So here's the thing about Hook. It's all I'm right. not gonna like that movie.
1: Yeah, it's alright. Goodwill Hunting is one of my favorite movies, though, in the same way that Dead Poets is.
0: That I believe.
1: So like so my favorite h- here's the thing. Here's my trick with comedians. My favorite Will Ferrell movie is stranger than fiction. My favorite Sandler movie is Spanglish. My favorite uh You
0: don't know, like Click?
1: I do like Click. Click is probably my second favorite Adam Sandler movie. Click is brutal, though. Click is like Existentialist dread to the level that I don't ever want to watch it again. Yeah, it's rough. Click is like violently sad.
0: I'd be curious to revisit it.
1: You have to, you have to work with him through a lot of stuff there. Um, anyway, so yeah, either Click or Spanglish, I would say, but some more serious Sandler movies. I'm the same with Robin Williams. Like, he's a comedian, he was a stand up comedian. He's got a stand up thing on that's a meme on TikTok right now. Does he? Yeah. The like, the thing about Jesus, the, like, is it me, Jesus? Is it me,
0: Jesus? Oh, is that. That's Robin Williams' stand-up. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like an old Robin Williams' stand-up piece.
0: I love Robin Williams' stand-up. It's so good.
1: He looks, at, he looks at Peter and he says, Peter says, is it me, Jesus? And he says, no. And he looks at Judas and Judas says, is it me, Jesus? And Jesus says, is it me, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> but like, no. I would say that my two favorite Robin Williams movies are Dead Post Society and Good Will Hunting, which are much more like serious roles.
0: I love Aladdin. Aladdin's so good. I legitimately prefer
1: Will Smith. We have covered- no. We have covered precious few Will Smith movies on this podcast.
0: Next week on Bacon and Eggs. Independence Day. iRobot. Wild Wild West. Yes. Oh, I'm with that. Wild Wild West is the most
1: underrated Smith movie, for sure.
0: It might be the most overrated Smith movie. It's not. It's slept on. It's extremely slept on.
1: Freaking Kevin uh, Klein as his his really counterpart. Really? Sometimes I think about uh, Wild Wild West, and it reminds me of the fact that you and I saw the Daniel Craig Olivia Wilde vehicle entitled Cowboys and Aliens in theaters. Yeah. Sometimes I remember that, and I'm like, that would happen. I would, I would review me.
0: that on Bacon and Eggs. I Next would do week on Megan and Eggs.
1: No, we cannot cover a Olivia Wilde movie from the mid 2000s with Mary Clay. Why? Because she'll just be like, this is the most sexist thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, yeah, that was how movies were back then. Olivia
0: Wilde's not sexist. No, Olivia Wilde was in that movie to be hot. Well, okay, but like Olivia Wilde is the future. I mean, Megan facts. Fox didn't direct Book Smart. Facts. But
1: Olivia Wilde was like, at that point, she had just gotten on House. Nothing was against like, you, Megan Fox. The I'm sex sure you're interest great. on House.
0: Dude, House? That was a good show. Coming to you on Pine. Pilot Sauce, the house pilot. Holy crap, we have to do the other thing we do for this show, don't we? A hash brown. I I that that was news to me just now. We've ranked our movie. Uh we'll figure it out. Listen we'll to it out. us. Listen to that's what I'm talking about. It's hilarious, and I'm on it this week. So please listen to that's what I'm talking about. Because uh if my episode gets more downloads than all the rest, then Mary Clay will be like, that was a good move, having Tyler on my show. And I'm on for two weeks in a row. So like boost my ego vis-a-vis just download the freaking show okay like i uh, please what else do we say ethan so this has been an episode
1: of bacon and eggs the graphics for the show are by vaishan brandon graphite.vmb on instagram hire vaishan to do all of your graphic design work as well as the music for the show is by andrew scott bell Andrew Scott bell music dot com. Yeah. Andrew Scott Bell on Twitter and Instagram. And actually, Andrew Scott Bell just DM'd me on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. He just DM'd me right now. So I got a message half an hour ago that said, where are you at today? And I said, do you mean like emotionally or like where am I living? And he said emotionally. And I didn't respond because I'm recording a podcast. And I just got a DM 30 seconds ago that said, I've made something for you. Ooh! And I'm excited and terrified. Andy, get get Andrew Scott Bell to make your podcast music. Uh, th- this and uh, this Bacon and Eggs is a production of WB and E, the greatest podcast network in the world because Tyler and I run it and we think it's the greatest because we are in charge of it. We have lots of great shows on the network like sincerely us and we were on the episode of sincerely us last week to talk about Hamill film and that's what i'm talking Hamil about film and tyler was on sincere that's what i'm talking about this week to talk about a chapter of lord of the rings the tower of sirith Ungul. sure i i have read and watched lord of the rings and i couldn't tell you which tower that is
0: that is uh so the tower is that, of of the, the, is that the one in is more is.
1: Is that the one in mordor where the uh the nazgul right comes out of mordor
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's where the Nazgul come from. If that's a detail, I missed it. Um, It is the one where Sam scares off the orcs by like using shadow puppets.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. And like Frodo is like captured and like passed out.
1: Fair. I have not read Lord of the Rings since I was 14. So, and I haven't seen Return of the King in a long time because Taylor Maddox has my copy of, sorry, Taylor Pisano has my copy of Return of the King. Taylor has had my copy of Return of the King for so long that she got married in the interim. (laughs)
0: <laughs> she started dating. And she then got married. Yeah, she workshop. was
1: single for a long time. Started dating the guy, and then she's had it for nine years.
0: <laughs> I think you just buy a new copy.
1: I do, but I love like th- this is one of those things that like my brain remembers. Sometimes I'm like, what happened to my Lord of the Rings? Or like I, every time I think about Lord of the Rings, I'm like, Taylor Mead still has my copy of Return of the King.
0: Well, this is the fun thing about Lord of the Rings is I I now have digital 4K versions of all three extended editions. So you can just come over to my house. Oh, and here's w- what I'm w- thinking.
1: I will have them as well Here's once we cover them either. with Mary Clay. But.
0: Here's my marathon weekend. Tell me what you think. We start by watching a NASCAR race start to finish. Can you imagine? Yeah, I've done it plenty of times. And then after that, we start in on Lord of the Rings. 24 hours after we begin, we've finished.
1: I don't think you could get 24 hours off to do that.
0: If we do it like a Saturday starting at noon, right? And then we just power through. You and I pass Olivia back and beds. forth.
1: For nine hours while we watch Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, until she falls asleep.
1: I don't want to watch Lord of the Rings until we cover them with Mary Clay is the problem. Man, I wasted a
0: lot of time not liking Hamilton, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you did.
1: I've learned from my mistakes.
0: Did you know you were going to, did you know it was going to happen?
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. I knew as soon as I saw it, I was going to be like, okay, this is really good.
0: All right, I'm ready to close the show so that we can do the, the brash. Bash, yeah, let's do the, brash hounds. do the hash browns.
1: Anyway, uh, so I did the, the. oh, I was in the middle of talking about that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And also, you can listen to a show like Hello from Elsewhere, for which there is a promo here right
0: now. Hello from elsewhere! That's the name of our podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Valerie. On our podcast, we dive deep into the characters and themes behind your favorite movies and books all through a positive lens. We explore all your biggest pop culture questions, both thoughtful and silly, like, What is the symbolism of magical portals in fantasy stories? What would happen if Princess Anna went on a date with Kermit the Frog? And what does the name Kylo Ren mean anyway? Hint, it has something to do with flowers. Isn't that so cute? If it's pop culture, we're interested in exploring the meaning behind it. So come journey through elsewhere with us, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, did you know someone once used the word jovial to describe hello from elsewhere? Did you know someone once described our podcast as better than a Wookiee hug? That is literally the nicest thing anyone has ever said.
1: Awesome. This has been Bacon and Eggs. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. Until next week, arrivederci.
0: America's all about speed. Hot. Nasty, badass speed. Eleanor Roosevelt, 1936.